Once whip out my phone and check her e-live status, gawk at her latest round of photos, even though I knew she had certain settings enforced to keep my nose out of her butt. Her relationship status still taunted me, divorced. She still worked at the Technomatic Quick Lab, doing mostly paternity testing, which she hated with all her soul. The girl still enjoyed swimming, moonlit walks, art with a capital A, and deep-sea creatures, watching them on the internet, at least. In fact, her latest profile pic was of a vampire squid blinking 3,000 feet below sea level, its weird arms covered with threatening spikes. When I first saw it, I choked out a bitter laugh. I was hellin' all over, too prickly to hug, sulking in the dark, making herself invisible, and then bam, a burst of light so beautiful it knocked the wind out of your lungs. Stop thinking about Helen, said bastard Chip. What makes you think I was? Chip raised a wild eyebrow. That day his face seemed to droop from his sticky hairdo. Unlike me, whose hairline receded in a heart formation, exaggerating my widow's peak with a Dracula vibe more comic than sexy, Chip had a low hairline and was balding from the crown down. His take on the comb-over involved gelling the fuck out of his auburn hair and finger-brushing the clumped bristles straight up like Billy Idol circa 1983, but with scalp patches galore. He also sported a Hick Van Dyke, the facial hair that aging country singers and motorcycle dudes often cultivate to downplay their jowls. "'Y'all ready to rumble?' said Chip, who was already walking crooked, half due to tipsiness and half to a ruptured disc." We piled into his monster escalade, rat blaring on the stereo, round and round mocking me with its stupid lyrics. We were being digested by the power bar, sucked down into its pumping intestines, its thick press of shimmying bodies, flashing wide screens, and vintage poker machines. The sound system was blasting the latest teen skank, that Brit with a blue beehive who yodeled through a pitch corrector to pounding synths. Chip had cornered three data processors in day-to-night mode. Their office duds were sparked up with costume jewels. They looked hopeful, and I felt tired already. "'What do you do?' said the prettiest of the three. "'I sell dreams!' yelled Chip. Watching Chip bellow over the music made me feel sleepier. For some reason, I craved the sunken den of my childhood, with its shag carpet the color of algae and its lumpy plaid couch that smelled of gravy, the residue from countless suppers cooked by my mother. I wanted to curl up there and watch our old TV, its rabbit ears lumpy with tin foil. I wanted to smell country-fried steak fumes wafting down the linoleum stairs, hear my daddy washing up in the half-bath, hear my mother crooning some dreamy 1950s tune, her pitch-perfect voice full of eerie longing as she tended the sputtering beef. I wanted to slip into a nap, calmed by the pleasant feeling of having the future light years ahead of me, not even hounded by hormones yet, penis curled in soft innocence like a dozing baby gerbil. But I was smack dab in a meat market, in a fantasy cave at the end of Magnolia Plaza Strip Mall, listening to Chip tell a dumb joke to three half-attractive ladies worn out from paper pushing and ready to call it a night. Everybody seemed run down all of a sudden, despite the loud music and spastic light. It was like the vents oozed some sort of gas, and we'd all soon collapse into a strobe-spattered heap. 
I say we repair to the VIP, yelled Chip, pointing toward the VIP lounge. So we relocated to this over-air-conditioned nook, furnished with armless couches, plastic coffee tables, and a beer clock that featured blondes and fur bikinis. I ended up knee-to-knee with a girl named Renee, mid-thirties, dyed red hair, her skin freaky from too many cosmetic procedures, encrusted with an inch of makeup. She had a degree in administrative office technology. She owned a blonde Labrador named Ace, and I could tell by the way she narrowed her eyes that she thought taxidermy was a redneck thing, that all it took to escape her own hick origins was a slick haircut, designer footwear, and mobile uploads of her lunches at quirky indie joints like the Chuckling Newt Cafe. Every time I spoke, Renee crinkled her nose and cast a lusty glance Chip's way. He'd started up with his outdoorsman routine.